0: Hey everyone, welcome to Autistic Adventures. I'm Cass, today's episode 28, and we're gonna be talking about sleep. So get cozy, settle in, and let's chat a little bit about sleep. Some information or statistics that you may be interested in that have to do with autism and sleep are as follows. Autistics in general get less REM sleep On average, we spend about 15% of our sleep in REM sleep, whereas holistics or neurotypicals on average spend 25% in REM sleep. So this means that we actually need more sleep to get the same amount of REM as the average person. We also have an increased prevalence of insomnia. We have higher rates of parasomnias like sleep disorders, uh, terrors, sleepwalking, and sleep paralysis. Circadian rhythm dysregulation is more common. Restless leg syndrome is more common. Melatonin disruption is common. And up to 80% of autistics experience a sleep disorder during their lifetime. Nearly 80% of autistic children ages two to five have sleep problems. Autistic people are more likely to experience insomnia and insomnia can include everything from difficulty falling asleep to waking up at night to waking up early in the morning. Autistic people are more likely to have gene mutations that are impacting melatonin regulation and circadian rhythms. So what are some things that we can do? Uh, What are some ways that we can at least attempt to get better sleep routine 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 waking up and sleeping at the same time each day this may not always be doable you know we always have changes or disruptions in our habits or in our routines but as much as possible going to sleep and waking up around the same time engaging in relaxing activities before bedtime Creating an ideal sleep environment such as having a comfortable cool temperature, adequate darkness, investing in a good mattress, avoiding stimulants, limiting caffeine, alcohol, and drugs before bed, avoiding using electronic devices at least one to two hours before bed, healthy living, moving your body during the day, but avoiding intense activity two hours prior to bed, and avoiding large and fatty meals prior to sleep. So all of these things sound great, right? You know, oh, if if you do all these things, it's the perfect formula and you're going to get great sleep. Not always the case. Not in my opinion anyway. Um, I do try and go to sleep at the same time every night. I would say for me it's roughly 1030. Uh, Sometimes it's later. I usually don't go to bed earlier than that. And I'll generally wake up anywhere between 7 and 8 o'clock the next day. I, as far as my sleep environment, we tried a few different mattresses and finally settled on a mattress. It's It's difficult for me to understand the amount of, like, softness or firmness that I need until probably like weeks later. And I'm like, Oh, this is a different sensation in my body. For instance, we got a purple mattress and for a while we were sleeping on it. And I'm like, this is way too hard. Like I'm waking up and my shoulders are throbbing. Like it hurts because it was too firm. So we ended up getting one of those mattress toppers. And so we're like, great, this will help. Um, you know, Needed a little bit softer, and so more time went by, and we're like, "All right, this mattress topper is not doing it. My shoulders and my neck are still hurting every morning." And so I ended up like going for gold, and I got a four-inch mattress topper, and I'm like, "This is awesome. More cushion is great, right? Like you can't go wrong with more cushion." And we have probably slept on that for a good six to eight months, and I realized that I was having more neck problems and my hips were starting to hurt too, and I'm like, all right, I know I'm 34, I know I'm getting older, but I'm not that old, like, I shouldn't be waking up in pain every day, and so I kind of thought about it, and I was like, you know, maybe it's too soft now, and we're, our joints, you know, and all that are not getting supported the way they're supposed to be supported, and so we went back an inch, and I finally settled on a three-inch mattress topper, and finally we found the right, like, amount of firmness and softness and it's like oh finally because I just I don't I don't know what I need like I don't know how people go into the mattress shop and they lay on like three beds and they're like this is it this is the one I'm like I I don't know that like I don't know what my body needs all I know is when something's bad that it's bad and we need to change it so we finally got the mattress issue figured out and then it was a pillow issue I've gone through gosh so many pillows because my neck has an issue and this can tie into hypermobility a lot of autistics are hypermobile and so we'll do weird things in our sleep or we'll crane our neck a certain way or we'll arch our back that way and we're sleeping in a way that if someone else was sleeping that way they would wake up and readjust because they're in pain but for us we may not notice that and then we wake up and we have a stiff neck or sore muscles and so I had to try many different pillows i was doing two pillows and then brought it down to one and then i tried one of those like cervical support ones but then i couldn't like get my arms up and i don't know what you guys are doing with your arms at night but mine like need to be removed they're in the way like no matter where i do move my arms it seems to be a problem i pretty much settled on putting one arm under my pillow and like between my head and my um or under my pillow and kind of like where my head is and then my other one I'll kind of like t-rex my arm up under my chin and that tends to work but I move around a lot at night I toss and turn throughout the night so you know having arms is an issue (laughs) um I do have blackout curtains all of us in our house we're all neurodivergent and so we have to have it completely dark at nighttime when it's time for bed I'm talking like no blinking lights no like no light whatsoever like we'll get in because otherwise we'll struggle so all of our rooms have blackout curtains on them um I do have We all have sound machines. I mentioned that in a prior episode. We all have different noises for our sound machines. My husband likes the white noise. I prefer the brown noise. My son likes the pink noise, which is a combination between the two. And then my other son likes the um, white noise, too. And so we all have the white noise thing going on. So that's something that we need to fall asleep because otherwise we're going to hear the tick, tick, tick of the clock or we're going to hear the dog moving around um, in the kitchen, you know, readjusting or we're going to hear cars driving by. So we need to completely like block out the sensory stuff by (laughs) introducing other sensory stuff. So we have the blackout curtains to get rid of the light issue. We have the sound machines to... Uh, fix the sound issue. Um, as far as I, you know, limiting caffeine and alcohol and drugs before bed, my husband smokes weed before bed. We're in California. It's legal. Um, you know, this is something that he's been doing since forever. Uh, I smoked weed for about 10 years and one day I woke up and it gave me the worst anxiety of all time. And I'd never had that issue before. I've tried many different strains, many different um, alternatives. I've tried, you know, edibles and nothing seems to really work with my anxiety. So unfortunately I had to quit smoking weed, which was really hard because not only was it an established routine that we would smoke before bed, but you know, smoking weed helped me to fall asleep. So I've had to readjust over the last couple of years because that was something I was using for a good 10 years to go to sleep and now I can't. So, uh, I do not drink more than two cups of coffee a day. I notice that has a huge impact on my ability to sleep. If I drink more than two cups or I drink it after like 2 PM, I will get restless leg syndrome really bad. And it's so hard to fall asleep when my legs are restless or I'll just really struggle falling asleep period. So I do limit my caffeine intake. Um, And that's important. The electronic devices, I noticed there's a difference with the amount of time I spend on my phone. Although I agree, it's probably best like, yeah, in a perfect world, we don't have a TV in our room and we charge our phones in the living room. And, you know, we create this environment where, you know, we only you know, go into the bedroom when it's time for bed and blah, blah, blah. And if you do that, that's great. I have no judgment whatsoever, but I feel like for some people, if not most people, it's somewhat unrealistic. Um, for me and I'm guessing for other autistics, like doing the scrolling before nighttime is helping us to kind of relax and calm down before bed. Um, if you scroll and you're like a doom scroller or you have a lot of, like negative or jarring triggering things on your feed i would say that that would have the opposite effect but i've pretty much um went through all my socials with a fine tooth comb and like removed anything yes that there's always an opportunity that something might pop up but for the most part i have only like positive things nice things things that are going to be beneficial for my spirit not so much you know the doom scroll of society that's like oh here's news and here's this bad thing that happened and here's this you know could be would be should be thing and I I just don't subscribe to that so I would say you know if you if you're gonna scroll before bed that's fine just try and be aware that if it's like 20 to 30 minutes before bed, try and give yourself just a little bit of time where you are phone free before you go to sleep because your brain does actually need a little bit of time to decompress. We always have a movie playing at nighttime. We have a stack of movies that we deem bedtime movies and it's movies that make us feel good and we like and we've seen so many times that we don't actually need to watch it like we have them memorized. uh one of them is the dune movie uh there's a couple other movies that we just really enjoy and help us like fall asleep or help us get tired once we're ready to go to sleep we turn the movie off because we don't like um bright lights and such when i was younger i would i could fall asleep to a movie but now i pretty much need complete darkness to lull myself to sleep um so, it's just some other things. Um, studies show that 30% of the general population experience sleep issues in contrast to 85% of individuals with ADHD and sensory processing disorder and 80% of those with autism. So, my husband kind of struggles. It seems like he falls asleep somewhat quickly, but he'll wake up throughout the night and that's no fun. Me, I used to be able to hit my pillow and just like go to sleep and that was so awesome and for some reason I kind of go in waves and right now it's like not that. So sometimes it'll take me a lot longer to fall asleep. I probably 80 to 90% of the time will put on a sleep story or a sleep meditation which I really enjoy because with my ADHD and my OCD, like I have a constant stream of thoughts, intrusive thoughts, Um, you know, just my brain likes to catastrophize all the things or just think about what I have to do tomorrow and making lists in my head. And so it's really difficult to fall asleep when my brain is like, go, go, go. So I'll usually put on a sleep meditation or a sleep story. I'll put in an earbud and, and listen to it um there's a couple that I prefer one of them is like this sleep story about being on the beach in Bali and there's like this cabana where you get a massage and there's like a, a plumeria bath and this lady puts on a mud mask and it's just like very soothing and calming and kind of evokes those good feelings of relaxation and she always does like breathing techniques beforehand and then there's this other one that I like. It's called Snowy Day at the Cat Cafe, which is like <laughs> my favorite because I love snowy days. I love cats and I love coffee. Like it's everything I could ever want. And so it's like you're the owner of this cat cafe and um, you like take in straight, straight uh, cats and people adopt them. And there's cats all throughout like on sleeping hammocks and there's kittens playing by the fire. And there's smells coffee and pastries and you know, there's snow outside. and It's just so, it just like makes me feel good. And so I'll listen to something that kind of evokes a sense of calm and it gives my brain something to focus on because my brain is going to focus on something. So, and I fig- this, figured this out a while back. So I'm like, if my brain is going to focus on something, no matter what, it may as well be something that's calming and relaxing and it's going to help me go to sleep instead of prevent sleep. Um, I would say I know that there's some people in the neurodivergent community that rely heavily on melatonin. I don't have much experience with it. So I don't have an opinion. I, I don't have enough information to have an opinion on it. If taking melatonin at night works for you, that's great. Um, I really struggle with taking medication of any kind. And so I, won't you know that's just something i won't do my husband's taken it before and he said that it does um it has helped him in the past other times it hasn't so i think it really has a lot to do with your own genetic makeup and how it affects you because i feel like it affects people differently and so if it works for you you know that's great um relaxation exercises are great you know breathing exercises doing a guided meditation um, progressive muscle relaxation. Um, one of the things, a suggestion for better sleep would be, and I know this isn't always doable, but associate the bed with sleep and only use the bed for sleep and pleasure. I have a bad habit of kind of going into the bedroom and hanging out in the bed when I'm overwhelmed, when I need to like just chill out for a bit. Um, you know, we do have a living room. And thankfully, I'm raising my kids to be living room kids, where if you grew up in the 90s, you probably had a similar experience where you, the living room wasn't necessarily a safe environment. And so you would kind of retreat to your bedroom. But my kids are comfortable in any room in the house, which I think is awesome. But they are also very loud and they'll jump around and you know, get crazy, which is totally fine. But when I'm in a place where I want to relax and kind of de escalate from the day, I kind of want more quiet and more calm environment. So I'll tend to like hide out in the bedroom. So I'm sure that that's probably not helping because, you know, they do say that it is a good idea to associate the bed with sleep. And then once you're able to associate the bed, like as soon as you get in the, bed your body knows like oh it's time for sleep and it kind of helps you to um, adjust to that a little bit quick quicker. Sensory supports you can try uh, an eye mask. I had one of those bluetooth headphones for a while but then my ears started hurting because even though it was flat speakers I, I'm a side sleeper so I would lay on that side and I sleep pretty hard so the, the flat speaker would like push into my ear and I had to end up not using it, which was frustrating because I love the idea of like an eye mask and, you know, having the flat speaker because I don't necessarily like earbuds. I don't really like things in my ears. So it's kind of difficult with the sensory um, issues, but play around and see what works for you. Earplugs, white noise, you know, mattress pillows, weighted blanket can be good for some. I don't really like weighted blankets. They make me feel like I'm suffocating. Um, so I don't really enjoy them very much. I know there's a lot of people out there that really do. And I think that's great. They even have, um, pajamas, like weighted, um, pajama bottoms and, uh, sweaters, which I think is super cool. I wish that I was into that cause I would totally be about it and blackout curtains again. Um, let's see what else, Markers of sleep equality would be sleep duration, sleep efficiency, the number of times you wake up at night, and sleep latency, the time it takes to fall asleep. Sleep plays a vital role in good health and well-being throughout your life. The way you feel while you're awake depends, in part, what happens while you're sleeping. During sleep, your body is working to support healthy brain function and maintain your physical health. Our brains depend on photoperiodism to regulate our circadian rhythms. Light sensitivity can lead people to avoid sunlight, which can lead to circadian dysregulation. Light sensitivity is common for neurodiverse individuals. So, um, you know, all that to say that if you can get more, um, a little bit more sunshine in your life, that may help with, if you have a dysregulated uh, circadian rhythms, that could help. So, you know, these are just some things that may or may not be helpful to you. We also never use the big light, I call it, uh, overhead light. We only have, we have two bedside, bedside lamps that we have next to our beds. And so, you know, that'll help with the low light, um, I try and always have water by my bed. The other thing that I struggle with is needing to pee all the time. If you're over 30 or you are a mother or, you know, any of these other reasons, you may understand me. Um, Because I had children, my bladder sucks. You know, I can drink just a little bit of water and I need to pee like three times. And also... I had chronic bladder infections when I was a kid. Um, I think it's because I held it in too long. I would just like try and put it off as long as possible because I was busy with the activity I was doing. And, but my mom has a different opinion as to why I had chronic bladder infections. But anyway, that being said, I had chronic bladder infections as a kid and I had, you know, two children naturally um, with birth. And so, I have to pee a lot. And so I've noticed if I try and not drink any water at least an hour before bed, I'll usually have to go pee like one time. But if I drink water right before bed, I might get up like two or three times. So but it's hard for me because I feel like I'm chronically dehydrated, even though I know that's not the case. Like I'm always drinking water throughout the day. And that's besides coffee, the two cups of coffee I allot myself, that's the only liquid that I ingest. Like I'm drinking water all day, every day, and for some reason I just always feel like I'm dehydrated. It could be um it could be for many different reasons, but that's kind of off topic. But I do have water beside my bed, but I try and not drink it too close to bedtime because then I'm gonna be getting up and etc and etc. If you have a stuffed animal, something from your childhood, or something you bought now, and that's something that's going to help comfort you and relax you. Do not feel embarrassed or ashamed to have that thing. If you have a partner or someone that, you know, is going to be sleeping around you or with you and you feel like they're going to judge you for that, I would maybe do some uh, self-reflection because if something brings you comfort and joy, you, you should never feel like that's something you should be ashamed of or something that you feel like you should hide or grow out of, quote unquote. A lot of us that are my age in the 90s, you know, or I was born in 89, but you know, if you grew up in the 90s, we were kind of told to grow up pretty quickly. It's like you're five years old time to grow up and be a man, you know, like you, you, you're seven now, you should have more responsibility than that. And we kind of had these expectations placed upon us that, or I did anyway, of I had to grow up pretty quickly and I wasn't really given an opportunity or the permission to be a kid while I was a kid. So now being an adult, if I find a Squishmallow that I want, I'm going to buy it. Like if I find something that makes me feel good and kind of like gives me comfort from, you know, my inner child, then I'm going to do that. Recently, I got Pokemon Snap on Nintendo Switch this is kind of off-, off topic so sorry about that. I got Pokemon Snap on Nintendo Switch because I remember playing that on the Nintendo 64 when I was a kid and I loved it so much and I... Uh, got it for my kids and they didn't really play it and I was like wasn't playing it because I was like oh well games are for kids or Pokemon's for kids which is not true but this is just what my brain was telling me and I was like you know what no like I can play a game if I want to play a game and I can do something that's gonna bring my inner child joy and there's nothing wrong with that at all so I just want to you know side note encourage you that if there's something that brings you joy or comfort especially when it comes to sleep, like getting a um, a special blanket that you had when you were a kid or a special stuffed animal when you were a kid and it brings you comfort, then please, please do that. Please bring that to bed. I highly encourage that. So um, I probably forgot a few things, but I think that's kind of the gist of what I want to talk about today. Just a little bit about sleep and how it can be difficult sometimes to get to sleep, to stay asleep, to remain asleep, and just a couple of tips and tricks. I know they're not, you know, outside of things that you've probably heard throughout your life, but, you know, just a reminder that there's some things that you can do to encourage your sleep. Sometimes I do all of those things and I still don't get a good night of sleep and that's not my fault or that's not your fault. We're autistic. We have a different brain, a different brain functioning. And sometimes we're just, we're not going to get what we want just because we, we did all the right things. You know, there is no perfect formula, but there are things and ideas and tips and tricks that you can try that may help you get better sleep. I hope that it does. If you have certain tips or tricks that you use For better sleep, I'd love to hear about it. You can email me at autisticadventures at yahoo.com or if you scroll down and click on the Q&A of what did you think about this episode, leave me a comment. I'd love to hear about it. Hope you have a great day. Until next time, I'll talk to you later.